Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart from the New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre and ready to talk to us about type 2 diabetes. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about it, Dennis, and perhaps mm. if there's something we can do about it ourselves, if we have it? Jane, type 2 diabetes, first of all, needs to be differentiated from type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is what we refer to as an autoimmune disease where the pancreas basically packs it in and where without insulin we wouldn't survive. But type 2 is, is sometimes referred to as late-onset diabetes and it um, is a condition that asserts itself um, usually in the context of a number of, of factors, one of which is obesity. And obesity or weight gain or being overweight and the onset of type 2 diabetes seems to go together. And type 2 diabetes, fortunately, uh, certainly in its early stages, can respond to sensible lifestyle and dietary change. First of all, let me emphasise, Jane, that both of these conditions obviously need to be medically diagnosed and medically monitored. It would be stupid, even with type 2 diabetes, not to be regularly monitored by a good GP. But having said that, most GPs would agree that certainly in what's called the pre-diabetic stage or in the early stages of a type 2 diabetic diagnosis, what we can do uh, with our lifestyle and what we do with our eating habits can have a direct bearing on how we go with the development or the reversal of type 2 diabetes. And before I came away this morning, I looked at a few pointers that I might just mention as we go through the program about what we can do to help our good GPs help us manage type 2 better. I always think it's a good idea if mm. we, there is something we can do ourselves. Sure, sure. And, uh, of course, your questions for Dennis, uh, 49216216. Jenny from Cameron Park. Uh, your husband's got spongy dermatitis and you'd like to ask Dennis about it. Is that right, Jenny? That's right, yes. Hello, Jenny. What would you Hello. call? Mm -hmm. Just elaborate on that for me, Jenny. Well, um, this has come on suddenly. Yes. Uh, uh, about six months he's had it. Yes. Um, it's just all over his body yes. and... He's tried uh, cortisone cream from yes. doctors, yes. but it just doesn't do anything. Okay. Now, uh, has your doctor uh, administered any oral prednisone at this stage to try to get the thing under control, or has just depended on topical applications? Just topical. Yeah. Look, um, your doctor obviously has got the thing under control, but um, from my own experience with eczema, when it was in its very acute stage many, 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 many years ago, um, some benefit was obtained by a short course on oral steroids because the condition was so extensive and so extreme oh. and so irritable. Um, your doctor may have that up his sleeve, particularly if your husband has not responded well to, um, oh. to the application of, of topical steroids. What I would suggest, however, is a few things that will not clash with what your GP is seeking to do with this. The first, yeah. thing, I'd the first thing I would suggest you do is use a bracket of substances called bioflavonoids. Now, you, yeah. must, you must have heard me talk about bioflavonoids previously, and the reason, oh. I, the reason I emphasize those is that one bioflavonoid in particular, known as quercetin, has a very good reputation for addressing the inflammatory and potentially allergic background to this condition. And I have, uh -huh. a, I have a product called Flavor Blend, 
which I developed particularly for this scenario, which is available from my rooms in Alma Road. So first of all, think about quercetin. Uh, in bioflavonoids, um, it's a useful supplement. Secondarily, secondarily, what I would suggest you do is look at the way in which certain oils are being used in, in complementary medicine to seek to address inflammatory skin diseases across the board, whether it be a dermatitis or an eczema, both conditions being very similar. And one oil that I have great confidence in, in fact, I saw the results of it in practice at my rooms yesterday with a young lady who has done very well on taking significantly high doses of what's called oil of evening primrose. Now, oil, right. of, oil of evening primrose contains what we call essential fatty acids. Now, uh, essential fatty acids have a direct relationship to the skin and a deficiency of them is sometimes related to the onset of inflammatory skin diseases. So I would suggest a second line of defence would be to start your husband on, say, something like 6,000 milligrams of oil of evening primrose daily. Run this past your GP, by the way. I'm sure he'd have no objection to this because they're natural things and perfectly uh -huh. safe. Now, the third thing I'd suggest you do, despite having used um, the topical steroids that your doctor has prescribed, um, you should get hold of what I call the GA compound cream. Uh -huh. uh, let me explain that. There are two GA creams that I developed many years ago. Uh, both of them are based on an extract of licorice, believe it or not, even though they look white and look like cortisone creams and work a little bit like cortisone. Um, they're both based on licorice, but GA compound is more useful for when you have a condition that's violently irritable. I'd suggest you get down to the rooms at Alma Road and pick up a initially a small jar to try. Do a patch test with it and see how you go. Um, okay. it, it would be unlikely to irritate, but always with any topical application, do a patch test first to make sure there's no reaction to it. There are okay. three. There are three little things that are inexpensive, uh, and will yep. not clash with what your GP is trying to do. But again, uh, run past your GP what I've suggested. I'm sure there'll be no objection. Okay then. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Jenny. There's going to be a prize for one of the callers from today, and it's a packet of Stiff Sore and Sorry products and your mate as well. And, oh, it looks pretty good. Keep it, it does, going Jane. for a looks while. It looks great. It looks great. And uh, so all you have to do is ring in with your question for Dennis Stewart to be in the running for that. But type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. we're talking about at the moment, yes, it is a problem when you discover yes. you've got something like sure, that. Sure, And, look, I think the thing that needs to be emphasised and probably one of the reasons why I keep raising this subject on our programs is that this is a massive problem now. It's uh, We talk about the epidemic of cardiovascular disease. We've got an epidemic on our hands with uh, type 2 diabetes. It's a major problem and a huge cost burden that exists now and is likely to accelerate because type 2 diabetes, uh, if not controlled and managed and worked against, can lead to some very severe complications. I mean very severe complications, both as far as our legs, feet, nerves are concerned, as well as our eyes. Now, this morning before I came away, I was thinking about this, and um, I thought, what can I say to listeners who may be pre-diabetic or wanting to do something to lessen their likelihood of getting type 2 diabetes? What sort of things can we do? One of the first things I would suggest to all listeners who are interested 
in type 2 diabetes and looking at ways in which they can perhaps resist it and stop it occurring, or if they have got it, work against it. Principle number one is get informed. Now that might sound rather bland and uninteresting, but the more you know about this condition, the more you can do to work against it, particularly with the guidance of your medical practitioner. Now, there's no excuse for people not becoming informed about type 2. I have mentioned on this program for quite a number of years that excellent book written by Dr. Sandra Cabot. She is a medical practitioner who is also an expert in, in, in the complementary medicine, and she's written a book by Margaret Jasinska, who's a naturopath, and the book is entitled Diabetes Type 2, You Can Reverse It Naturally. I'll say it again for those listeners who want to become informed about Type 2. It's a little book. It's not expensive. It's in the $20 range. It can be picked up from my rooms at 39 Alma Road. I pass it on to my patients and clients as necessary reading. Get informed by reading this little book, Diabetes Type 2, you can reverse it naturally. In that book, you can find out what the condition is, how we think it occurs, the signs and symptoms of it, but interestingly also, methods in which we can do things to work against it that make sense and can be shown to make sense by our regular monitoring of our condition. So get informed. Don't just take the information and, and let it go over the top of your head. The days are gone when we should just leave all of our health problems to a profession. We live in a new environment. There is no excuse for people not to see that they are just as important in the management of their health problems as all the healthcare professionals we have out there. It comes back to us. And I take the radical view that unless we become involved in our own health care and monitoring our health, don't expect the system to be able to do it. It won't be able to do it. So get informed, principle number one. Now, Val's rung in from Fern Bay. Val, you've got a problem with arthritis. Now, before I ask you to speak, could you perhaps move away from your radio? We're getting an echo. That's good. Excellent. Now, would you like to talk to Dennis about your arthritis in the knees? Hello, Val. Hi. So I've got bone on bone, Dennis. Yes, yes. And I'm in bad pain with it. I can't restrict me from putting clothes on the line, doing all sorts of chores around the house. Oh, dear, that's nasty, isn't it? It's nasty. And um, they're saying that they're not... They don't want to give me a knee replacement or anything just yet. Yes, a bit too early. Yeah, they want want me to exercise and... I just wonder if you've got any alternatives I can use. Well, look, obviously here you've got to do something for yourself, haven't you? It basically comes down to the point that you've got to try a few things that might make life a little bit more bearable for you before you face up to probably the the knee replacements. Now, I'm going to make a, a number of suggestions. None of them are expensive. They may or may not help, but they should give you some relief. The first thing I'm going to suggest is that despite the fact that you have serious cartilaginous damage with your knees, you try my product called Glucosaplex. It's just not glucosamine. Let me emphasize that to listeners. My product called mm-hmm. Glucosaplex, which is available for my rooms at New Lambton and also from Vitology Health Food Stores, is my own formulation that incorporates certainly glucosamine, but it has the New Zealand green lip muscle, it has bioflavonoids and other substances that make it applicable 
even to your condition. And what I'm going to do, Val, seeing you have taken the time to ring in, I'm going to inform my staff when I get back to my rooms at Alma Road today to send you a container free of charge of, stiffs, of, of this product, Glucosaplex, to see if that can begin to help you. So that's coming in the mail for you. Start to use right. that. Start to use that. Now, the second thing is, right. the second thing is to get some topical relief. Some topical relief. Stiff, sore and sorry is the way to go. Stiff, yeah, sore I have and sorry. had that. It's not yeah. too bad. It's not that too bad. a little bit. But that's correct. Yeah. Now, also, also, don't overlook. Don't overlook the potential benefit of using high doses of fish oils. Right. Now, fish oils, if you take them in low dose, are unlikely to do you any good at all. Unless you're taking higher dosages, about 6,000 milligrams a day, it's unlikely that they will address some of the inflammation that might be behind this condition. So it's worthwhile giving those a try also. They're not expensive these days, fish oils. They're, they're in fact, inexpensive. So there are a couple of little things. The other thing that might be worthwhile, this is a fourth principle, is to go to your pharmacy or your health food store and, and start to use some curcumin. Mm. Right? That's an oral, oral medication called curcumin, which is an extract of turmeric. It has given listeners on this program some good relief. It doesn't give the uh, profound relief that sometimes we expect, but it takes the edge off the pain. And again, again, they're not expensive these days. Interestingly, and I pass this on to listeners, I'm getting feedback from both patients and listeners to this program who say that you're just using straight-out turmeric, straight-out turmeric, that's powdered mm. turmeric from the supermarket or the health food store, just using straight turmeric with a touch of black pepper in it, about a teaspoonful a couple of times a day, is giving them some very, very significant relief. Um, so, and that's a very inexpensive way of harnessing curcumin because curcumin, as I've said before, is the basis of turmeric. So if, if you want, if you can tolerate turmeric, uh, use a couple of teaspoonfuls of that a day. Uh, it should be taken in conjunction with some black pepper, a small amount of black pepper, to make it uh, a synergistic effect. But if you want to try that, it's virtually going to cost you nothing. It might be the nicest way of taking it, but if you get a benefit, you can save yourself a significant amount of money. Okay, then. See how you go and get get back and let us know. But as I say, you'll be receiving in the mail a pack of my product called Glucosaplex. So okay, stay on Thank the you. line, Val, and uh, Thanks, we'll Val. get some details from you in a moment. Anthony, we said we'd come to you. You're from Mayfield, and you've got a question about pain management after a bad accident. Yes, yes, I do. Mr. Stewart. Hello, Anthony. I listen to you every, every Friday. Thank you. Uh, um, I had a, a horrific accident in 1988. Yes. And I was a 10-year-old year. Yes. I fell bush walking. I landed face, face up in a, a huge rock. My face, I had, my head was in a crevice, and a huge rock followed me down. Oh dear! And it hit me fair in the face. It smashed everything from my lower jaw to my forehead. Dear, dear. Cheekbones, sinuses, nose, across the top of the eye sockets, upper jaw five places, lower jaw one place, everything. My surgeon said I was a bag of bones when I was taken, and I was flown in by the Westbrook Rescue Helicopter mm. to the Royal. Dear, dear. And I've still got five pieces of wire in my face. Mm. Now, I've been on morphine, morphine, uh, organic 
uh, it's called, well, it's organic oral morphine. For, for 18 years, I've been on large doses for for 10 years, and there's a reason why I was on large doses, and I don't go into that. It's to do with the doctor. And um, I was poisoned on morphine. I had liver failure and kidney failure and impacted mm. intestines and everything. And I have to I have to come down off it. And I've been doing that by keeping myself on the verge of withdrawals, just ready to go on, just just ready to go into withdrawals. And when you do that, the dose comes down and down and down. Yes. And I've come down very quickly. I've had to because of my liver. Mm. Now, now I have to be. But the pain that I have is like toothache. Now everybody's had toothache. Yes. And now toothache is like. Yes. That's the third type of pain I have in my face when yes. I don't have any analgesia. Yes. Now I have to take something. I can't take um, aspirin, paracetamol, duloxetine, imiscontin, any of those because I, re- I react to synthetics. And there's so many products I can't take either. Yes. So what I take has to be natural. Currently, we're using the, the turmeric ginger honey with the yes. shaker yes. that has the spiral ball inside to break up the lumps. Yes. And then we make a mixture of 40 ml intermedicine glass. And then uh, we top it up with milk. Um, and I'm using that. But one day, I'm on 100 milligrams of morphine a day now. Mm. And, and one day, I'm going to be uh, off it altogether. And I'm going to need some sort of pain relief. Because I'm, I'm only 56, and I don't know how long I'm going to live for, but I don't want to be in pain for the rest of my of life, course. you know? Of course. Now, now what I wanted to ring you about is, is um, medicinal cannabis resin. Uh, what, are your, what are your views on medicinal cannabis resin? Because if one is a special case, one is able to obtain it. And I just want to know the ethics behind, you know, whether am I doing the right thing if I, if I do decide to take it? Well, first of all, I have no problem in saying that I'm a supporter and proponent of legal um, medicinal use of cannabis. I, uh-huh. have, I have studied the herb. I have never u- used it in my life. <laughs> Many of my students used it in the 70s, but I have never used yeah. it. Um, uh-huh. But I know of its properties, and I'm yeah. um, morally, I'm not opposed to it whatsoever legally however there are obviously problems associated with it and i anticipate or i eagerly wait for the time when uh, the necessary authorities will authorize the legal use of this product because i am convinced that it has some potential to work yeah. in conditions conditions such as yourself you yeah. mentioned the resin and of course for listeners that do not know much about uh, cannabis Cannabis has a very well-known and defined phytochemistry, as we call it, and the resin is essentially the active component of the herb, and most preparations that would be used um, to assist in pain management would be based on the resin. Um, I, I would have confidence that a standard medicinal form of cannabis would be useful in your case, the biggest problem is, of course, the legalities associated with it, and um, Look, that and raises a problem. Hello, are you there? Yes. Yes. If, if one has a special, like mine, with it being in my face, it being as bad as you say, and not being able to synthetics, if it's a serious, serious situation like I am, uh, it is available through, through, through certain channels. It has to be approved by the government. 
but it is available for people who have a, a very, very difficult situation like I do. If, they're they're if, saving people. Mm -hmm. if, they're saving if, people's. They're saving people's lives now that they could never save before. Oh. But, but we have the injuries from the accidents that people never survived. Mm. We have the, the, the mm. legacy of those injuries sure. that we have to treat with, with analgesia. Yeah, sure. And mm. and even even the organic morphine, like you take too much of that for too long, it will poison sure. you. Sure. Look, I come back to the point that I wait for the time when um, cannabis can be approved as a legal uh, pain management uh, technique. Uh, as an individual, uh, you have to make decisions yourself um, about the issue. Um, I, all I can say is I have no problem in accepting the fact that that particular herb does have potential as a pain-relieving entity. And, of course, the laws may change. Now, harking back to arthritis in the knees, Andrea rang in from Singleton just uh, a while ago to say that her husband had the same problem with arthritis and uh, that hydrotherapy assisted him. Oh, very good. Look, thank you so much for ringing, uh, Andrea, because um, um, hydrotherapy, fortunately, is coming back into its own. It was a very popular component of even physiotherapy in, in years ago, and I note more and more of my patients with muscular and skeletal conditions are accessing hydrotherapy and are claiming great benefit from it. So um, I would uh, be happy to see that patient that rang in with uh, her um, knee problems access a hydrotherapy pool and give it a go. It's a very logical therapy, and I have a number of texts on it. In fact, years and years and years ago, I actually taught the subject at the New South Wales College of Natural Therapy. So, yeah, I agree with it. Give it a go. It's good physical therapy. Hope you're listening, Val. And uh, we'll move now to Sandra, who's rung in from Talara on 49216216. And we're returning to diabetes, the topic of diabetes. Now, burning eyes, Sandra. Big pardon? You said burning eyes? Yeah, burning. Yeah, the eyes are burning. How long have they been burning, Sandra? Oh, they've been burning on and off. I've got drops. I went and had an eye an yes. eye test, yes. and and um, my eye specialist told me that I've I've got cataracts in both eyes. Yes, and um, the eyes are burning all the time. Any any day, and um, I've got some drops to take. Yes, to good. Put in them. Say saline balance yes. sheet called, yes. and um, I've got to go and have a a, a full. Diabetes sugar test on Thursday. Yeah. Well, look, I wouldn't jump to conclusions about um, this condition. You're being well managed. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, certain eye conditions sometimes occur with, with diabetes, and that's why I've always said that people with a diabetic diagnosis should regularly keep in touch with their GP because they need to get their eyes tested, they need to get their feet tested. Um, but the fact that you've got burning eyes doesn't necessarily mean that you've got diabetes. So I don't think you need to paint yourself into a corner. Um, you'll get a diagnosis either way, but I would, I'd be surprised if burning eyes um, would be an indication at this stage of any diabetic condition. It would have been picked up. It's more likely that you have a, a condition that's just burning eyes associated with, with dryness. It's not an uncommon condition. I will pass on a little bit of information, and this is basically uh, fed back to me by my patients over many years, that sometimes these eye conditions that are burning and sometimes very dry 
over a period of time seem to respond to fish oils, taken fish oils on a daily basis. Now, I'm not saying it's a cure. That would be silly to say that. But again, fish oils are frequently passed on to me as supplements that have helped some patients, even though perhaps the science is not rigid on it. Not a bad idea to discuss that with your GP. As I said before, they're inexpensive supplements. And the other thing is, in, in herbal medicine, there is a herb called Eyebright. Eyebright, and its reputation is very diverse in managing the symptoms of many eye conditions ranging from conjunctivitis, blepharitis, and other conditions characterised by inflammation. So again, there are two things that you might try um, in order to manage your condition uh, apart from just using the topical application. I think they're things to concentrate on rather than at this stage jumping to conclusion. Ooh, maybe one more call after Peter and Kylie. Let's go to Peter first. Diabetes is on your mind, Peter. Yes, um, Dennis, I have a question for you about a compound. I recently um, was watching a program on um, Fox and um, it was a a compound called Harmine. Um, It it comes from the ayahuasca vine and apparently it has a great effect on the beta cells uh, within the pancreas. It actually increases them and... um, they're, they're holding out great hope that it may be a, a real answer to some of the okay. the issues associated with diabetes. Yes. Um, it's also apparently this harmine is found in African rue. Yes. Um, yeah, apparently that helps regulate the blood glucose levels. Yes. But uh, just wondering if you'd heard of it at all. Okay. Peter, I haven't heard a lot about uh, this this topic. Um, there, there is a lot of uh, investigation taking place worldwide presently, um, looking at plant-based uh, potential for addressing many diseases, including diabetes. I think, uh, as an aside to your question, what listeners probably need to realise is that um, the 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 world is still not. Uh, being conquered by synthetic pharmaceuticals, good as they might be, that there are many uh, conditions that uh, still out there are looking for a cure, and increasingly uh, they're being looked at from the point of view of, of herbs and uh, natural substances. So there is an invigorated uh, investigation presently of a lot of plants that previously perhaps uh, have not been taken seriously. Uh, with, ref- with reference to these two, I'm not familiar with them, but I would be quick to point out that just because a substance or a thing is a herb uh, with an active principle in it, it doesn't mean to say that it's, it's absolutely safe. And, and, yeah. and this is where we have to be cautious because many, many herbs exist out there which are used even in mainstream medicine, herbs such as, as belladonna or deadly nightshade um, and other uh, herbs uh, form the basis of many medications to treat diseases, but those herbs are very, very toxic and very dangerous. I don't know, therefore, whether these two herbs that you have mentioned uh, have a a, a use in folk medicine, which would imply safety, or whether or not they are just the byproduct of investigation where this principal harmine has been located. What I'd like to do um, for you, uh, Peter, on this is if you were to, say, uh, email me on my email, scherbs, at optusnet.com.au 
if you were to email me, I would do a bit of research for you and personally yep. get back to you and, and let you know what I've found out and the the relative safety, perhaps, of the herbs that are being looked at. Okay. That'll be great. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for your call, Peter. And uh, Kylie from Madawi. Kylie, um, you often wake up with a coughing sen- or a choking sensation in your throat. Yes, I do. How long, uh, have, you had, how long have you had this for, uh, Kylie? It's Coralie, not Kylie. Oh, okay. <laughs> how long have um, you had it for, Coralie? A fair while. The doctor yes. told me it was a nasal drip and the reflux yeah. meeting in my throat. Post-nasal drip, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, that seems to be a fairly uh, consistent uh, diagnosis. So you on a an axiom or something like that? I'm, I'm on Parriot, too, Parriot, twice okay. a day. But and he gave me Nasonex, too. But okay. It's, it's, yeah. And have you, has that helped or not? It, it does help, but... Yeah, I wake up through the night also. Like it's only, if I eat up, it's only yeah. during the night. Look, no, what, it's not. What I'm going to suggest is, as far as the night time is concerned, elevate your bed mm-hmm. so that you're sleeping uphill. That makes it a little bit easier. Uh, and, oh, okay. And uh, it's an old trick: put a couple of bricks under the uh, the, the the head of your bed, uh, if you yeah. like, so that you're just sloping a little bit, which uh, assists this condition. I know that mm-hmm. from not personal use, but from family use of that technique, it it might help. On the other mm. hand, on the other hand, uh, chronic coughs are not always as easily diagnosed as what seems to be the case here. If you're not getting uh, benefit from what's been prescribed, and I can hear you cough now, mm. um, have, have you had um, investigation of it, uh, like a respiratory investigation? Oh, years ago I had an uh, ulcerated esophagus. Ah, okay. okay. And, and, a, and a while, I've had a, uh, what do you call it, a dilation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look, a couple of little things here and, and run them past your GP. The herb, mm. the herb licorice, simple yeah. as, it, the, as simple as it sounds, is remarkably effective for addressing uh-huh. inflammatory activity uh, of the esophagus and particularly the upper part of the gut. And oh, okay. it, has, it has even been used in ulceration. And a little technique, mm-hmm. a little technique that might be useful, is to get hold of some uh, fluid extract of of licorice, and take a teaspoonful of that, say with some warm water, and let it trickle down the back of your throat a couple of times a day, even mm-hmm. before even before you go to bed. Um, yep. There is rationale associated with that. Now you've got a good pharmacist up in Madawi. I know him personally. He may well yep. he may well stock. The fluid extract of licorice. If oh, okay. the, the only thing about licorice, and I've mentioned this on the program before, is that using it in very high dosage, dosages, which you wouldn't be doing, can sometimes cause an elevation of blood pressure. But it's a fairly safe way of of testing to see whether this does help your coughing sensation. The fluid extract of licorice a couple of times a day, take with a little bit of warm water. Thanks, Kylie. Time for just one more quick call. We'll go to Tom, who's rung in from Bulga. Eczema is your problem? Yes, indeed, Jane, yes. Hello, Tom. Good uh, day, Dennis. Uh, before I say anything about my uh, condition, I'd just like to thank you and Jane for your terrific broadcasting. Well, Not many you. people realise it, but it's great to hear two professionals on the air. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tom. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But anyway, on to my own pity was after 
60 years I've been revisited by this scourge, oh, this atopic uh, dermatitis. Yes. I don't know what it is. I've always believed that it's something to do with a phony noodle or something mm. like, you know, bad yeah. ice cube. But yeah. um, as a young man, I was cured by too much prednisone intake. Yeah. I recently went to the doctor and asked for it again, but it's been useless and I'm just scratching myself to, okay. to treat people. Is, is, it all, is, is it all over you, Tom? Uh, on the back and chest mainly, and uh, while it's not, as they say, World War Three, it's bad enough to be completely debilitating. I find it myself getting very low with it. Okay. Um, I'd hate to revisit the times of my youth when I was hospitalised with it in New Zealand. Yeah. A couple, a couple of quick things because our time's just about gone, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not going to do justice with this uh, uh, comment I make. Um, in fact, if you wanted to ring back on another occasion, I'd expand on it. But a couple yeah. of things that I would suggest you try is my GA compound cream. Yes. And I'll send a jar of that out to you, Tom. So oh, thank uh, you. You know, if you hang on after the program, the producer will get your name and address. I'll send you a jar of the GA compound cream. Don't overlook the benefit of something as simple as a pine tar lotion. Yes. That they can be very good for alleviating the condition. Try to get some um, oil of evening primrose to take orally from, yeah. your, from your health food store. Yes, one of the problems is locating um, a health food store. Okay. Um, well, we are, you're in Bulga. I went through Bulga only a couple of days ago. I could have dropped it into you. But oh, right. you, you're near Musselbrook, aren't you? Oh, yes, I can get there, yes. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'd have something in the pharmacy there. Try right. those those couple of things, but quickly again, don't overlook the benefit of pine tar either in the bath or as a lotion. Use the GA compound cream and try some some of the uh, oil of evening primrose capsules. Now, I haven't done ju justice entirely to your question. If you want to ring back on another occasion, I'll elaborate it further, Tom, because X-Men got me into this game. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do have the winner of our, of our pack, our stiff, sore, stiff and sorry pack. Who do you think it goes to today? Dennis. Dennis is making a quick decision. The pack can be picked up from Dennis's rooms in New Lambton, Elba Road. Kylie. And Kylie. Kylie. Ky Coralie. 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 We'll get you right. Coralie from Madawi with your choking sensation. If you can get to Dennis's rooms. What number is it, Dennis? 39 Alma Road. 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. You'll be getting yourself this pack of, um, of stiff, sore and sorry products. That's Health Naturally for today. You can keep it, keep up with it on podcast on 2NURFM as well. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.